Dave's excellent podcast. We're here at Wild Monk Bar, 88 South Lagrange Road in Lagrange. That's a cool place here. They got the Hawks game on. Taco Tuesday, two dollar tacos, your choice. Veggie beef, fish, and four dollar craft bottles. That's a good deal if you're in the Lagrange area. Um, we're starting off 2006 with a huge show. Unfortunately, Bill couldn't make it, so it's just me. And uh, with me today is Frankie from the band Much the Same. Frankie, what's up, man? What's going on? Not much. Thank you so much for doing the show, buddy. Thank you very much. I'm happy. Did you did you say that this is how we're starting off 2006? 2016. Oh. I tend to mumble, but it could be 2006. Oh, right yeah. on. I thought I heard you say 2006. I was like, oh, we time traveled back. Oh, Great. I might have to do an edit then. No. Hey, you know what? I'll leave it in there. It's just uh, knocking <laughs> the rust off. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's all good. Um, this is a huge year for you guys because you guys are starting off with a huge show at Concord Music Hall this Saturday with Mess. How excited are you? I'm very excited. Um, we're going to play a new song, which is a lot of fun um, because we haven't written anything new in a really long time. So um, I'm very excited to do that and uh, hope everybody likes that. And I mean, of course, playing with Mess is a big deal to us and playing with Show Off and uh, Bastardus as well as Nightcap. And it's pretty cool because... Um, it's a very Chicago show. Like mo- a lot of the people in these bands are all from here, so it's pretty awesome. It's exciting. And um, the thing I want to talk to you about, I'm so glad that you came on. I have like a thousand questions I got to try and cram in within an hour. But um, your band, much the same. It really intrigues me because you guys have had a lot of. Um, you're on and you're off. You guys been off. This is. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is ten years since uh, Survive came out, right? It's close. I don't think it's 10 years. I think it's close. I think the album came out in 06 or 07. So it's getting there, which is pretty crazy. Time flies by, doesn't it? Yeah. Nah, we're older, man. <laughs> Definitely older. So um, I was thinking on the way here, I would put our generation of music, and we're pretty close to the same age, I would think, I would guess, within, within 10 years, I would say. No, absolutely. So um, I would put our generation of music coming out of Chicago... You play instruments, I don't, but um, the bands that, that came up in the late 90s and early 2000s in Chicago, I would put that up against any other city in, in the world, I would think. I mean, it's just amazing to, to come up in that time. No, absolutely. There was a lot of good stuff coming out around then. I mean, the late 90s for skate punk was like, you know, the quote, the quote unquote, like, golden era of all the records that were coming out. And then the early 2000s, too, like... All the news for name records, strung out albums, Lagwagon albums. There you go. That came out around that time. They're timeless albums. I still listen to them all the time in my car. And, uh, you know, same thing like uh, um, as far as like Chicago goes. I mean, Alkaline Trio, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's one of the... I feel sorry for people that don't like Alkaline Trio. That's a great band, and I'm proud to say that we own them. I mean... Chicago is great for music, and especially that era was wonderful. So, so what is? I like that you brought up Alkaline Trio because there's a number of bands that came out. Uh, Alkaline probably a little earlier, like like mid to late '90s. But 
definitely a huge band. And for a guy like Matt Skiba to, to, to get a shot to record with Blink-182, what does that do for the scene and for, for a band like you guys that are, that are playing? Well, for us, it really, I wouldn't say it does much for us, but it definitely puts uh, Chicago itself on the map, you know what I mean? I mean, but he's already been such a big name even before Blink. I mean, if you're into punk rock, chances are you know the name Matt Skiba. And um, I mean, now he's just, that dude's going to be uh, playing arenas. Like, and he's earned it, you know, he's totally earned it. So good for him. And uh, I hope that they make a great new record too. So, so I know, um, I know that, that you weren't the original, the original bassist in much the same, but you came on very early. Um, what was it like coming up in those early days and playing, playing shows? What, what was that like? Was it, was it, uh, um, was it exciting? Were you playing with some bands that are still around or not around or? Well, it was, it was really exciting because it was the first time that, um, I was in a band that like when, when I heard the. The songs I was like, man, I'm like I was a fan of of the band before I joined. So to play with them was like pretty exciting for me. You know what I mean? Adam, thank you for quitting. I appreciate it every day. Um, hope you and the wife and the kids are good. Um, but it, it was it gave me something to do literally every weekend. It when I was 19 years old, I got to go on my first tour. Um, in, in a, you know, a decrepit van like most bands do with a decrepit trailer that I, I believe we rented. I don't even think we owned one. And uh, hit the road and see America and, you, you know, playing a VFW all the, like, 30 kids if you're lucky. You know, maybe sometimes the band. But it was still exciting. Um, it's It's been... I got to do a lot of cool things very early in life, like, that now I just simply would not have time for. Right. So, so you... you um you guys come out uh, 2003 ish. Uh, you guys come out with Quit- "Quitters Never Win," which I think is your was your first full length album, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And uh, what was the response on that? Did you guys tour off of that album first? Yeah, we. Uh, I mean, we like I said, we toured before that, um, and then that you know, "Quitters Never Win" came out, and like you said, about 03, and that was on AF Records, and it was pretty cool because since Anti Flag owns that record. Um, one of the cool things is Anti-Flag will bring you on tour with them. And right. we, we got to play some amazing shows that we would have never played had they not been there to take us out. So we're always grateful for that. Um, you know, when I'm at working at the brewery, like, that's always a story that people are like, oh, wow, you went on tour with, like, you know, Rise Against and Against Me and stuff like that, you know. Um, you know, it's, it's always going to be something pretty awesome that we got to do that because of that record. Um, I'm sorry, you were going to say something? No, no, no. I was just, I was going to say, so when you, when you tour with a band like Rise Against or Against Me uh, and you get to play with guys like that, are they pretty cool or do you get to hang out with them? Or, or Yeah, everybody yeah. was pretty awesome. Uh, you know, everybody's kind of doing their own thing or hanging out together, you know what I mean? Depends on when you catch people. I've, I've never really, um, you know, had any anything bad to say about many people that we've toured with, you know what I mean? And uh, nobody in that group for sure. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's, you're, you're all in it together and all there to have a good time. I mean, that's why you play music, you know what I mean? Is to avoid <laughs> the, uh, the, the other normal uh, responsibilities of life. So, no, it definitely had a good time out on tour with everybody. So talking about that first album, Quitters Never Win, what, what was the process in writing the songs? Do you guys have, a, does it start with a, with a guitar riff? Does it start with a lyric or well, it change? Qu- Quitters Never Win started uh, straight up with uh, Chris McGrath, Gunner, 
uh, basically writing that album. Like he wrote, I know that Dan and I wrote two songs um, uh, off that CD, kind of musically and uh, uh, lyrically, definitely lyrically. Um, musically, we collaborated for the most part, but that record started a lot with uh, Chris coming up with a riff. He would have a melody, he would have a bass, and usually, most of the time, the song was pretty much done. Um, and he would bring it to us, and you know, everybody would add their own. I'd make up my bass riffs. Dan would, you know, write his part. Same thing with Mook when he was in the band on that record, and uh, that's how that went. Um, when we shifted to like survive, it became definitely more of like a bigger collaborative effort. Um, Dan and I started bringing more to the table lyrically and musically. Dan got I don't know what happened. He got really good at guitar really fast from that record to the next. And um, it was awesome because it forced everyone to like step up their game, so to speak. And uh, that record, everybody put in, like, you know, um, on every aspect of it. Yeah, that, that record is amazing. And I wonder, um, um, do, you guys, do you guys pay attention to reviews when, when you put something out there and what kind of feedback? Or you just put it out there and it's going to be what it is? Um, I- I, <laughs> I only remember one review specifically. I, for the most part, I, I read positive stuff. I mean, I read some negative stuff here and there, but none of it really sticks to mind. But the best inter, um, or review I ever read um, was from Quitters Never Win, and Chris actually showed it to me. It was like, this CD has a picture on the cover of a guy like looking like he's going to jump off a building. This must be the first person to buy this album. And... Uh, I thought that was absolutely brilliant, and it, uh, I still giggle about it when I read it. So, so, so you, you take it with a grain of salt. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's good writing. <laughs> that's what pretty that funny. Is. So, I mean, kudos to whoever did that. Um, I mean, I, and, and there was one album or one review, too, that, like, I think said it sounded like the Proclaimers gone punk rock. So you can't pay too much attention to what people say. Everybody's going to have a different perspective. Someone's going to think you sound like the 500 Mile song when you clearly don't. It's, um, some people just want to be dicks just for being dicks, right? I guess. Yeah. But I mean, you know, hey, to anybody that ever wrote a, a you know a good review, thanks. I appreciate it. Well, I got one here, and it was funny because I I, I have a I knew this interview was coming up, so I've I've been listening uh, a lot more. You know, I had to dust off some of the much the same records, and um, and I I would just kind of Google it just to see what kind of feedback there was because I remember really liking it, and. Um, I got a review here. It was from uh, punknews.org, and I, I highlighted some things. I just wanted to see see uh, see what you think. This is a review by uh, a guy named um, I don't know William David or David William. He's got two first names. Who knows what order they go in? But uh, the things I, I I read about this, they were talking about um, the the album Survive, and they said this is a big step up. For, this is a big step up for the band. The band sounds better than they ever have before. Uh, a barrage of great songwriting. Um, these are just some things I highlighted. Timeless, um, just damn good music. Um, he, was, he, he talks about the song American Idol, and he says uh, the whole song is worth quoting, and then he, he picks a couple lyrics. and I, I mean, something like that. Um, does that. Does that resonate with you guys when you put something out and get feedback like that? Absolutely. And, you know... I've always said that it sounds very cliche to say it over and over again, but you are very appreciative of it. You see, you know, I'm always going to be grateful uh, for anybody that has anything nice to say about anything we've ever done because you start off thinking that, you know, no one's going to ever care and, like, you are just kind of doing it to have a good time and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you get lucky and you get to do some cool things that other 
people may have not to or not gotten to do and then uh, it resonates with more people and to hear stuff like that is great I mean American Idol I mean that's a credit to uh, Jevin's good work I mean he wrote the lyrics to that song and like Gunner put in on that and wrote that um, as far as it being timeless thank you that is one of like the best compliments like a person can get um, so yeah it definitely resonates it, it always feels feels really great to know um, I've always said that my favorite quote about music is from the wedding singer and uh, it's when he says like you know we just wanted to like be a songwriter to get somebody to say like oh I know what how you feel uh, you know that's a loose quote of that you know I knew what that guy was feeling so you know yeah, that was always my goal writing songs is hoping that I got somebody to be like hey I know what that guy was going through you know definitely being relatable I mean that's I mean that's Adam Sandler genius <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know have you seen uh, uh, Ridiculous Six? Oh god no, no I haven't watched anything I think like after Big Daddy to be honest I mean it, it like no, no, absolutely but, not. But no, I agree. I agree with you. You know, there's got to be, as a fan of music and a guy that has no musical talent at all, uh, definitely music I can relate to, and and you know, songs you listen to that put you in a place like, oh man, I remember where I was when I first heard this heard this band. You know, um, oh totally. That's I mean, that, that's awesome. So, so um, moving on from uh, Survive, you guys go on a European tour, am I right, or do I have my facts wrong? Are we going on one or no? We? No, you did. You you went on a European tour. Oh yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah, we we got to go uh, across the pond for like forty some odd days. Forty days. Wow. So, yeah. what was that like going over from from touring in a van in the U.S. to going overseas? What was how was that? Um, well, speaking of touring in a van, the first thing that was awesome about it was it was the first time that I ever had a driver, who was a gentleman by the name uh, Ronaldo, who's one of the coolest people I've ever met in my entire life. I've haven't seen him in like 10 years he, he does a lot of like tour managing out there too now for like a lot of bands um and he's one of the coolest people i met and he was our driver so that was the first awesome thing was like just actually like you know being able to focus on like what you had to do that night and also like hey if i'm gonna have a bunch of beer tonight and I, I, i'm not driving like like you know fuck it can i say fuck absolutely all right absolutely. there you go i've been holding back so you know that was that was a cool part about it, but um, it was it was just awesome to meet different people from different places. That was my favorite thing, and um, I've said this before. Like Europe is just green. Like growing up in the Midwest, it's yellow, it's flat. You know, I mean, not that it's, it's that's not beautiful in itself, but like uh, that was the one thing I know is just like green and hills and awesome, and you know, it was it was great. Were you guys excited to go overseas, or were you reluctant? Because that's a big that's a big decision to make. For four um, guys to go overseas, right? I mean, we were definitely excited. I wouldn't say there was a reluctance. The only reluctance that there actually was was actually uh, um, on me. Like, literally right before I got on the plane, I got really ill. And, um, you know, first I, I, I threw up before I got on the plane and uh, tried to, like, take, like, a nap. And it was a nightmare because I woke up and realized the plane hadn't taken off. I thought, like, hey, I'm going to sleep through some of this flight. And then it was, like, a snowstorm. And we, we still hadn't left. That was awful. But I got there and was sick like the first two weeks. And uh, I don't go to the doctor unless I'm scared. And I went to the doctor and they told me it was a, was a virus. I wanted to cry because, like, I couldn't take anything to, like, make myself better. They're like, you just need to sleep. I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> I'm like, so, but after I was better. And even, even during that, you know what? It was still fun. It was still so much fun. The one thing I noticed about your guys, uh, the music you guys play is, you have to be if you're going to be a drummer in much the same you better you better have some skills because 
the 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 percussion on those albums are no joke, man. I oh yeah. And you guys are coming back with uh, Mike Ford from Break the Silence. Yeah. That's exciting. Much the same as very fortunate that, that we have never been like, man, that drummer sucked that we had. Like, Mook was great. Um, he, he was definitely like a guy that had like a lot of, like he was like a very jazzy drummer and he liked doing all the fancy fills and it was really, really cool. And Jevin could just like power through anything. Like that kid was just like pure adrenaline when he plays. And uh, Mike is like very classically trained too. So, and it's been a lot of fun to work with him and like, all, and all the little tidbits he can throw in now. So yeah, we've been very fortunate. We have never we've never had a bad drummer. That's awesome. That is, it's it's, that's luck really. At the end of the day, it's that's, yeah. That's well, luck. I mean, I, you know what? I mean, we just know a lot of good good musicians. We're very fortunate, you know. Like there's. <laughs> A lot of people I know are, are really, really talented kids. So, so, um, so now you, you guys come back from Europe, and uh, Gunner decides he's he's got to take a break for personal reasons. And I don't want to get into personal things, but um, how devastating is that? Because it seemed like you guys are on a roll, coming off of a European tour. Um, the album's getting good reviews, and then you got to kind of take a break. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was really like you know. Like, you know, Gunner, he decided that he was he didn't want to do it anymore. And then a lot of people don't know this. Dan actually um, quit. I'm going to put something to bed. It said something, and I, it seems like it's kind of snarky, actually, for the three people out there that have actually read it. It says uh, that, like, you know, we didn't go to Canada because of van problems. I mean, we were basically breaking up, you know what I mean? Like, that's what was happening. Like, Dan quit, and it was like, we're not replacing half of our band, you know? Um, I've always said Dan doesn't get a lot of credit like his name's not like plastered all over Survivor or anything but like musically he wrote so much of that album and like everybody else kind of like threw in their little tidbits you know like it was yeah there's no way we were replacing half of the band so it was it sucked you know it was something that you dedicated I mean what I was 19 to 25 years of your life to I'm not mathing right now. Right, I'm not doing no, it. but yeah, <laughs> but but it's like a marriage, right? It's like four guys yeah. being married, and, and it's you know, not it, easy. It, it sucked, and and I mean, and you, you know, we weren't getting along like that. Well, some of us, I mean, some of us were fine, but like everybody was kind of like you know burnt out. You know, just to be honest, you spend a lot of time with people, you're gonna fight. You know, it's gonna happen. Yeah. So, Absolutely. So, uh, so then uh, you guys uh, reunite for a farewell performance at Reggie's in I think 2011. Yeah, and, it was uh, about four, four. It'll be like five years this year. And so, you break up in 2007, come back four years later, play a show. How was that? Was it? Was, was, it was great. Yeah. We, the, you know, and I swear, we really nobody talked about like reuniting about that um, after that show. Like we really did think that was a one-off. Um, it was amazing. I've never played a, a sold-out show because it was me that was headlining it. Or, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, man. People were there to see Counterpunch, Flatfoot, Fifty Six. You know, of course, in the hallow that, that uh, they all open the show. Um, but, like, you know, I never headlined, like, sold-out show. I never got to play Reggie's. I always thought Reggie's was a really cool place. I was oh, that's awesome. really Reggie's excited cool. about that. I still want to play there again. Um, and uh, it was amazing. And um, we, we really thought, like, that was, like, just a – that was going to be a one-and-done. It was, But it was great, man. It, I've always said it was the best party, like, I've ever been to, to be honest. All my friends were there. It was great. But did, did part of it 
did you have any animosity where you're like, damn, why are we putting an end to this? Because look at the response. Four years after we break up and we have an well, awesome show. Well, Wilhelm Scream said it, man. They'll, they'll only love you when you're gone, you know? Like, and I mean, it seems like bands are reuniting now like every other day, you know what I mean? And like they're getting, you know, maybe the attention they deserve because like, you know, people miss them. Um, um, trying to think where to go from here on this, but like... It's um. There's no animosity. I mean, Jevin like made a joke. I think he said like, "Where were you people four years ago?" You know, and it right. was like kind of like, "No, nah, like really, where were you?" <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, joking. Um, but but I mean, that's not discrediting any of our fans or anything, man. I mean, people came out of the woodwork for that show. Um, you know, there was. It's all it, like the thing that like blows my mind is people coming from overseas. Like that's the thing that oh, wow. like really, like, to know that it made it over there. You know, and like that brought them here. To see what I do, I wow. was bartending at PF Chang's, man. Like they wouldn't want to t- talk to Frank, the PF Chang's bartender. Yeah, <laughs> they came out to watch you play. That's yeah, huge. and and that's crazy. You know what I mean? So that that's um, that's something else, and I think that's that that goes a lot to say. You know, I know that there's the internet and, and iTunes and Spotify and Pandora, but if you guys want these bands to keep playing, you got to go out and support them. You got to go out see the shows. You know, there's oh, absolutely. No, definitely go out, pick up a T-shirt. You know what I mean. Stick around, watch everybody. You know, I know we get older and like jaded. Like, you know, we're just like, ah, I got all the bands. You know, I'm gonna listen to. But like, I, you know, my other band, um, Burn Rebuild, Shameless Plug, right there. Oh, and I want to um, talk about that too. So we'll get to that <laughs> for sure. So anyway, Burn Rebuild was able to be on a compilation CD. And, uh, like, it was a majority of, like, European and Japanese bands. And, like, seriously, like, there's, like, they've taken the skate punk to, like, another level. Like, these kids can, like, shred. Like, it's all very, like, Wilhelm Screamish, very strung out propaganda. And, like, um, it's just good. Like, they're, they're good. Like, none of, I wish I could think of, like, some of them that come to mind. Like, but, like, the songs themselves are great. Um, and, that, and that comp is on, it's uh, put out by a label called Torch of Hope Records. So, I mean... Go check that out, if anything. There's some really, really good stuff on there. So when you hear stuff like that, does that get you amped up? You're like, man, oh, totally. I got to get back out there. I was just like, oh, man, like the young kids can play, like, you know, or maybe they're like me and they're 30 and like they've just been practicing for years and now it's like they've like, they're owning it. I don't know how old these guys are, but like whatever, the new music that's coming out, like that I've heard, um, you know, it's it's really, really good. That's the thing. So, so 2011, you guys play the show. And then you guys resurface again in 2014, and you make that you record the song "Making Friends." And I'm wondering if you can give us a little background on how that that came to be. Well, it came up mainly just because like the opportunity came, like it was like, oh, you know, like you could submit to be on this comp, and like it was just kind of like, hey, man, like we should definitely do this. Much the same, like wouldn't exist, obviously, like if we didn't rip off every single fat band um, in existence, you know. So we felt that. We, it was something that we should get together to do and um, we went through like a list of songs that like you know everybody had like their ones that they wanted to do and so on and so forth and it was like Dan's always been a huge Lagwagon fan and uh, he had like a version of like uh, pr- pretty much what you've heard like of making friends that he kind of jammed out and it sounded it sounded really 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 cool so we kind of went with it from there and um, it came out how it did and I'm like I'm really happy with how they came out. My buddy John Clarity uh, recorded that, and um, I don't know. I think it sounds great. So if you live in Illinois, by the way, another shameless plug for my boy, 
Go check out John Clarity. Go record with him. He's a good dude. Right, that was Making Friends by much the same and awesome song. We're here at Wild Monk Bar, 88 South LaGrange Road in LaGrange, Illinois. Wildmonkbar.com. Um, if you're looking for something to do for the Super Bowl, they have a Super Bowl viewing party here. $45, you can get tickets in advance. Uh, otherwise, it's $55 at the door. You get an all-access pass. It's an all-you-can-eat buffet, all-you-can-drink beer, well drinks, uh, macro bottles. Uh, but you don't need to pay for the package to just come and watch the event. But if you want to all you can eat food and all you can drink it's just going to cost you 45 bucks so that's a good deal check them out wildmonkbar.com i'm still here with frankie from much the same frankie thank you so much that song rocks dude i love that song i listened to it on youtube um i couldn't find the track on on itunes but i didn't look that hard um but um but yeah. even i like have like an mp3 yeah i don't even know where to find it to be honest i'm i'm yeah, no idea. <laughs> so coming out of that, so, so that was like 2014-ish. Um, I'm going to fast forward, and we'll get to, uh, uh, I think, last August. You guys came back. Much the same comes back at uh, 350 Brewery, 350, uh, 350 Brewery Fest. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's uh, called 350 Brewing Co. Um, it's located in Tinley Park. Um, 
183rd in Harlem. Um, put on a one-year anniversary festival. Um, and uh, Todd is one of the owners. Uh, got smoking popes. He asked me uh, if we wanted to play. Known him forever. I, I mean, I work at the brewery. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, man. He's like, do you want to get together, uh, you know, maybe for the show? And, like, kind of, like, we've been kicking around the idea recently anyway. So, um, Jevin and I and uh, Dan, like, we'd been, we had been working on stuff for a bit anyway. Like, we had already... But we hadn't announced we were back, you know. Uh, we were, like, Skyping with Jevin. Jevin, though, like, just, I mean, if you're wondering now since I brought him up, he basically, congratulations to him. He had a child and, like, was moving awesome. forward with life and being in California. Like, he just didn't have time. So his not being in this is just completely circumstantial, which, you know, we're very thankful for Mike, but sucks. Jevin's, you know, great dude, um, great drummer, um, and we miss him. So, but um, as far as um, the fest goes, you know, Todd asked me if we would play. And, uh, you know, I brought it up to the dudes and I was really surprised. Like, I thought, I, I didn't think it was going to go forward. So we, we got our asses in gear and started working and played and had a whole lot of fun. And, um, you know, played with Smoking Popes, crossed that off your life achievement, you know, list. And uh, that was all thanks to, you know, my bosses, Eric and Todd, like they threw a party and let me play. That's so, awesome. That's yeah. so cool to have that support. So was that the driving force on uh, on doing this show uh, Saturday at Concord with Mast? Well, that, this all came up by chance. Um, I'll just tell you again. Yeah, yeah, we talked yeah, about yeah, it a little we bit. We talked before. about this earlier. So like the the Mast show came about because like I, I like I said I work at a brewery and there's this bottle shop across the street called Open Bottle and um, I just ran over there for a beer after work you know sit hang out for a minute and there's a guy there looks about my age. He's wearing a Suicide Machines t-shirt, and it's like, oh, I'll go talk to him. He looks like he likes the things I like. So, like, we're just sitting at the bar, and we start bullshitting, and we're talking about bands, and he's like, oh, I used to roadie for best, and blah, 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 and, you know, it was kind of like, I'm like, oh, you know, I played in a band, too, you know, and um, he was like, oh, maybe I'll talk to the boys, see if I can get your band to play, and I was like, yeah, sure, you know, go ahead, and, you know, it actually panned out, which, you know, it did dude's name is Aaron Caputo and I'm really thankful to him and everybody in mess for like just letting us hop right on you know that was pretty awesome so it's it's a it's a huge show it's that Riot Fest presents it's messed it's much the same it's show off and I think there's a couple other bands you mentioned earlier and um Concord Music Hall you get your tickets there concordmusichall.com you get tickets I looked earlier today they were still available they may not be as we get closer to the show um, and uh, I think I asked you have, have, have you guys have you played Concord before with any of your other no I've, uh, I've actually never been there so I'm excited you know on various levels I saw Con- I was the first time I was there was uh, about a year ago I saw Alkaline there and uh, it was that's a really cool a really cool space I think you guys will dig it no absolutely I'm, I'm very excited um, so you guys are gonna debut a new song yeah so um, are you excited or oh totally I mean like nervous you know, um, uh, you know a little bit but like you know we never um, present anything that we're not proud of in the first place like you know we always try to make sure first and foremost that we like our songs you know what I mean like sure. I like, you know, I know this. Yeah, I listen to much the same every now and again. You know what I mean? Like, I put it on and I listen to it because I like the songs. I'm, I'm happy with what we wrote. And I think that that's important first. Like, you you know, you have to kind of be a fan of your own band uh, to put your all into it. So, um, 
you know, we this song we actually wrote um, post much the same though. Like myself and uh, Dan kind of collaborated on this one lyrically and uh, musically, and we um, recorded it with a buddy of ours who again, you know, everybody starts to get in their 30s and, you know, babies and things and responsibilities happen. We recorded it with a buddy of ours who just, you know, like I said, was having kids and uh, got busy and he couldn't, uh, you know, make any more music with us. So we just always held on to it because we were always fans of it, you know. So we took it in, brought it in, and um, it's, I'm, I'm very excited about it, you know. It's a fast song, if that's anything, <laughs> you know, go figure. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um so what can we expect to see Saturday night from Much the Same? If we're going there, or maybe if it's uh, somebody going to see Mass that hasn't heard of Much the Same, what would, what, how, how would you describe what, what people are going to see Saturday night? Um, we are definitely, I mean, we're, we play fast. Play really, really fast. That's usually just how it goes. It's like, how's that song need to be? Nah, play it fast. You know, that's what uh, we do. I've also always believed that you can't play really fast and stand still. Um, that was actually something I was pretty stoked about. Uh, with the 350 Fest because, you know, we're all men. You know, we're not old or anything or ancient, but, like, you know, we're all about, you know, 33 to, you know, uh, I don't know, like 36-ish or something like that. So uh, uh, it's a little bit different jumping on stage like in like a maniac when you're, you know, 10 years older than you were. So, I, but I surprised myself at 350 Fest. I did, I did move around a lot more than I thought. And some people said, they're like, oh, man, you know, it looks like your body was going to hurt the next day. And I was like, yeah, yeah I mean, it did. It did. It definitely did. But, I mean, it's fun. So I would just expect like them to hear fast music, 30-year-old men jumping up and down. So, so is this new song that you guys are going to play, is this a sign of things to come, or is this going to be a one-off? Or um? I mean, definitely. My goal, I mean, not our goal, is I think first and foremost to write a record. So I think after this show, we're, we're, we may like kind of take a break from shows because, you know, we're only – we can only practice so much with everybody's schedules. So we want that to be meaningful and right. Like if we're going to be playing shows, then we're working on our set. You know what I mean? Right. So um, I definitely, that is the goal is to write right now. And um, I mean, as far as a sign of things to come, I mean, I don't know if this makes any sense. I think this song kind of sounds like what I know. We just wrote another song that kind of sounds like American Idol. So, you know, the song sounds like us. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I am excited despite, you know, the, yeah. Yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> so, so when you when you get when you write a song now, um, I definitely I want to get into uh, your other project, Burn Rebuild. So, um, is it is this? Um, well, tell us a little bit about Burn Rebuild, and then I'll go. Uh, ahead. Well, Burn Rebuild is uh, myself um, and my buddy Brian and uh, buddy of mine Rick and Dan. Dan just recently left the band. Left the band again. <laughs> he knows he, he wanted to focus more on much the same I mean family stuff like that so he's doing that so we got a, another good friend of ours Andy this is I guess the announcement about that so um, uh, we're all just like everybody's good friends everybody's known each other for like you know 20 some odd years like I knew everybody like I met a lot of people in much the same by being in bands you know what I mean like I've known all these guys before we were playing instruments you know some of them uh so, like, Rick's the first drummer I ever played with when I was, like, 15, you know. Oh, so wow. we, I mean, we're all dudes that know each other. And uh, the main thing is, is uh, myself and Brian were both going to school at UIC. Like, you know, and, you know, when you're two older people in college, you find each other and you, you talk to each other. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> what, what am I going to say to everybody? Right. You know, right. <laughs> like, I saw Rage Against the Machine before they broke up. You missed out. Like, you know, and whatever. And um, 
So Brian and I, but like I said, Brian and I knew each other before college, but we were both going to UIC and like, we're just like, hey man, you know, let's, uh, let's play music. And uh, we, he would come over to the house I was living in at the time with uh, a couple roommates and we would sit on the back patio and just hammer out some stuff acoustically. And, you know, just kind of progressed into what it is now. Um, it took a while to get going, you know. Sure. Brian was having kids. Drummer had a kid. So, but like, we're playing more shows. We're playing January 21st at Burlington. Um, with Johnny Automatic and We've Got Ours who are like two uh, really phenomenal local bands so um, whether or not you like us they're good and you should go see them <laughs> and then you have the other one we were talking about <clears throat> uh, before, I think this was off the mic but uh, you got the one coming up with uh, Mike from uh, MXPX yeah and um, how cool is that because I, I, I see I see some MXPX influence maybe in, in some in some of the music that you guys play um, is that have you met him before? Is that something that was? I mean, playing? I've like met him like at a show. Was like a guy that was like, "Oh my God, you're Mike! I love you so much!" You know, like I've met him like that. So he doesn't know me other than being a giggling fourteen-year-old kid. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so I no, I've never, I've never like you know met him or anything like that. But I mean, obviously, I'm very um, stoked to be playing with him. Like you know, like seeing like MXPX like plays like you know speaking of like that whole jumping around thing i mean you know watching them play was like i was like oh that guy plays bass he sings i can play bass i can sing i want to do that and like you know and like watching them like move around like playing music and jumping and going off it was like ah oh, cool like i can do that i want to do that you know so absolutely so let me ask you now so now you compared to early 2000s when you guys started and making music now how has the game changed and how you get your music out to people that would listen to it you know with things like spotify and pandora that weren't around in 2001 2002 2003 um does it make it harder or honestly this is where i am gonna sound so old man i i got i got honest truth i don't know i mean i know like burn rebuild put their ep on Bandcamp. you know that's what we did and that's how you get it there you know what i mean um you know, there's so many medians to go through now. I don't care how anybody gets it. I'm more concerned about people listening to it. You know, I mean, I, I definitely at this phase in the game, I'm not looking to really make any money, so I don't care how they get it, to be honest. Right, right. Um, so it's kind of like, yeah, honestly, I mean, I remember I was talking, I mean, this is how lost I am to give you a little bit of an idea, um, is that like, I remember we were going to, I think Burmie Bill was doing a show. It was like one of our first shows. And I was just like, do people still pass out flyers? Like, do you go to a show and do that? Like, what do you do? Like, do you bring a CD? No one fucking listens to them anymore. Like, what right. do I do? Right. Um, it's, uh, you know, not being a millennial is confusing doing this stuff. <laughs> you know, it, and it's funny because I asked my kid too, because uh, we were talking, I got a 15 year old son who uh, he plays drums, he's into music, he's into, he's into all kinds of stuff. And I asked him, because he comes up with bands and that he's into, like, Real Friends, he likes that band, he likes, you know, a lot of stuff. I'm like, how do you hear of these bands, you know? Because they don't play them on the radio, rarely. Um, and he, go, he said, you know, I listen to it on Spotify and based off, you know, they have those algorithms that's like, well, if you listen to this, you like this and this and this, and then that's how he hears the other bands. So I always found it, like, you know, before you'd make a CD and, and pimp your CDs at the shows or, or, or like you said, yeah. hand out flyers. And it seems like that I don't know how people get music anymore. Like, Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But Man, it's, we sound ridiculous. I was like, oh, no. I don't know how you do that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The back end of it, yeah, I just sound like an old man, an old crotchety old man. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, 
so burn rebuild is is, is a project um, I didn't I didn't write down uh, how can we find burn rebuild on Facebook yeah, you can find Burn Rebuild on Facebook. Um, you can also find us at ba- on uh, Bandcamp. That would be the first place I would go. I would just say go to uh, burnrebuild.bandcamp.com, and that'll link you, you know, pretty much to anything else that you want to go to. And that's where the music is first and foremost. So, um, you know, we do have a Twitter account. You can follow us on there. So, that's the way you do it. I think social media. At the end of the day, that's how you do it. So, absolutely. <laughs> so. Um, Real quick, I want to get a couple plugs in, and uh, I want to talk about the song Skeletons, because that's like, uh, would you say that that is your stairway to heaven? <laughs> would you say? Um, uh, wow. Um, I, I, I have no idea. I never, I've, I have never, ever thought of it that way. Wow, that's crazy. Um, I don't know. Um, it's a good song. I like, I wouldn't quite call it stairway. You know what I mean? You know? <laughs> or our stairway. That's crazy, man. That was... It's a great. That's, that was great. Um, I mean, it's it, it's a really cool song, I'll say, because like that was uh, one that is 110%. Like, every single member put something in on that song. Like, Jevin actually is a pretty good guitar player. Like, he, I believe, like, started with the verse riff. Um, Dan and him kind of, like, leveled out the rest of the music. Um, Chris came up with, like, some good ideas, like, with, I believe, the bridge. Um... I did like melody and lyrics and also like Dan, like, you know, went to me for the intro. He's like, Hey man, he's like, can you do like a a face to face, like baseline for the intro? And it was just like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, I can do that. Sure. And so that was like a lot of fun to write from that. Um, And it was the first song that we heard like back when we, you know, like recorded the record. It was the first song I got like to listen to, which was pretty awesome. So um, is is it my stairway? The answer after all that is no. Um, <laughs> so, um, uh, that reminds me, I meant to ask you, did you ever take bass lessons or anything like that? I did for yeah. like a minute. Uh, I, I did. They were helpful. You know what yeah. I mean? To, to a degree, like it made me think about a couple of things I might not have thought about, but I, I stopped going out of just laziness and, you know, yeah. a, lot, a lot of, a lot of the, a lot of the bands and a lot of the people we interview, they say, uh, a lot of them are self-taught, which is amazing. I think, you know, yeah. yeah. Learn a little bit. I mean, of course, some people are naturals, but I mean, at the end of the day, like if you're excited about playing, you're going to sit down, you know, as a excited, you know, maybe like, you know, when I was like 15, man, that's all I did. Like I got home and like, you know, fuck homework. Like I sat down and started playing. I yelled at and I did my homework, you know, and I play again. (laughs) Right on. Um, So I'm going to play, I'm going to play Skeletons right now. Um, I think you, you built it up pretty good. Um, any other anything else we should know about the song Skeletons before I hit? Yeah, we covered it. Yeah, all right, it. cool. Here we go, Skeletons by Must the Same. Check it out.
right, that was Skeletons by Much the Same. We're here at Wild Monk Bar, 88 South LaGrange Road, LaGrange, Illinois. WildMonkBar.com. Check it out. Uh, there's probably about 500 TVs in here, so if you want to watch a game, this is a place to go if you're in the LaGrange area. Um, we're here with Frankie for Much the Same. Frankie, um, yeah, the show, the show, uh, Saturday. Huge show for Much the Same, playing with uh, Supporting Mast at uh, Concord Music Hall. You get the tickets, uh, www.concordmusichall.com. Uh, it's a cool place to see a show. Um, Frankie, do you have anything that you'd like to plug or anything? Um, I just want to thank, you know, anybody that listened, uh, anybody that's going to the show, you know, definitely uh, Aaron and Mast for letting us play, show off for being on the bill, uh, the dudes in Nightcap, Bastardus. Check out all those bands, you know, if you if you know, some rare chance that you've only heard of us and not these other guys, definitely give them all uh, a peek. You'll, you'll definitely find some of your new favorite bands. Um, other than that, you know, if you're not doing anything Saturday, come out. And, um, yeah, that's about it. I look forward to uh, playing new music. Right on. Yeah, they're going to debut a new song. Check out Much the Same. Uh, they got a website, muchthesame.com, facebook.com slash muchthesame. Uh, much the same on Twitter. There's a recurring theme here. Um, but uh, because Facebook is bogus and they won't show all of your posts as a band or even for us as a podcast, um, they've got an email newsletter. You can go to tinyletter.com slash much the same. You just throw in your email address, and then uh, you can stay up to date on all, the th- on all the stuff much the same is doing. Frankie, I can't thank you enough, man, for taking time out to do this. Oh, thank you very much for having me. All right. We'll see you Saturday. All right. Thank you. Yep.